it's a big pump shotgun. Uh, bought a bottle of wine and a bottle of Captain Morgan's. I'm gonna drink the fuck out of that chip. And you know I hate it. And I'm gonna sit in the tub and I'm gonna end all of your pain. You don't have to worry about me anymore. You don't have to hate me. God, please don't hate me. In 2017, we bought a house on Cherokee Lake. It was in Talbot, Tennessee, <clears throat> which is um, in between Jefferson City and Morristown. It had a um, really high cathedral ceiling. It was an open floor plan granite countertops, beautiful bay window that overlooked the lake, a tiered front porch, fire pit in the back, back deck. It was about 2,200 square feet, three levels, three bedroom, two and a half bath. It was an escape for us. It was somewhere outside of Knoxville. It was somewhere where we had sanctuary. It was on our favorite body of water. It was in a new place we had never been. We knew nobody. closest family was about 45 minutes away. Next closest was about an hour and 30 away. It was a place for us to go to try and rebuild ourselves. It was a place for me to try to rebuild myself. We went for walks around the neighborhood every morning. We met our neighbors. We sat and drank wine on their patio. We docked our boat at their dock. We had a pretty good relationship. Short, but good with most of the people around us. It was a really good place to be. We got groceries at Ingalls down the street. They had a Starbucks inside, so we'd get Starbucks all the time. 
We went out to eat. But mostly we traveled. We traveled everywhere. We weren't pregnant yet. We were about half a year or more past losing our first one, our miscarriage with Genevieve. So we traveled. We went to Asheville almost every weekend. We stayed at the Grand Bohemian Hotel. We ate at the restaurant downstairs called the Red Stag Grill. We went to Biltmore. We stayed at Biltmore. We walked around the property there at Biltmore. We went and talked to the horses, talked to the pigs. It was really nice to wake up early in the morning there and go for a walk around the whole area. It's just a good place to be. We did wine tastings there. Of course, we toured the Biltmore Estate, the the, the big castle. <clears throat> I think if you tour that twice, you, you pretty much got the point of it. So we we only did that a few times. We ate at the um, restaurant there. In the at the bottom of the hotel, we ate at all the little restaurants around the area. <clears throat> we just traveled. We went around. We went to Maggie Valley, Cherokee, Lake Junaluska, Hot Springs, North Carolina. Went to Pisgah National Forest, Montahela, Great Smoky Mountain, Cherokee National Forest. We drove and we traveled and we went to Fontana Lake, Fontana Dam in Bryson City. We had brunch in Bryson City. We went to Franklin in Highlands, North Carolina. We stayed in Highlands several weekends. We ate at the log cabin. We stayed several different places there. We traveled. We did things together. We tried to repair not only ourselves, but each other, our relationship, our marriage. 
it feels good to travel because I think it what feels the best is coming home. problems our problems began 20 years ago I have problems Bethany has problems so we just tried to get away from everything that clip in the beginning was sent to me at the end of June 2017 it was her goodbye it's much longer than that clip she had just charged me with domestic assault because I had decided that we would be happier people if we got a divorce she decided that if I was going to divorce her then I would pay some kind of price so she called 911 told them that I pushed her against the wall and choked her and scratched her I was arrested When I got out, I pretty much determined that we were done, and I I could not see a way that we would go back to that. It seemed too much of a betrayal, and I know divorce is in some ways a betrayal. I just know that if she would have come to me with divorce, I'd calling the police and telling them that she hit me and choked me and scratched me would that wouldn't work for me I wouldn't do it but it just it wouldn't the way our world is set up it wouldn't work so obviously we got back together So we're going to fast forward two years. And it's now May of 2019. We are at the arraignment. The initial arraignment. Ms. Carriker, you are charged with two counts of aggravated child abuse and neglect. Ms. Carriker, I have reviewed your affidavit. I do find that you are appropriate appointment of counsel. I will appoint the Office of the Public Defender to represent you. I will waive any administrative fee due to the fact that you are in custody and you shall remain. 
Uh, Council, do I understand that we have discussed a potential reset date for further proceedings? Yeah, May 29th, please, Your Honor, at 1.30. May 29th, 2019, on the 1.30, Ms. Carriker, Ms. Carriker uh, we will have you brought up from the jail duck on that uh, on that date. She's concluded, Judge. Thank you, Your Honor. Take her in the back. All right, and then whenever... Bethany knew whenever she called the police that morning because we were arguing. She, for some reason, she felt like she needed to do that. I think, I don't think there's a question that something was going on with her. Um, something had manifested within her. Our arguments had been getting worse and this was a tipping point. Um, there's gonna be a lot more information about that argument that morning and, and the evening prior to that. I'm very fortunate that she recorded everything on her phone. Um, we'll go into that later, but Literally, everything within the past several years was recorded, um, which gives me a lot of a lot of material to work with, a lot of things to go over for myself to try and piece things together and see how how this entire journey happened the way that it did. It's like going back and looking in time. So, the big thing now is I know what happened. I know all the details. And I'm really... I've been trying to focus on prevention and awareness um, and education. You know, I I had no idea what I could and couldn't do. I was advised by the officers. Um, I I had talked to uh, several people. And it was just kind of like, you know, the, the best thing that I could do was to get away from her so that she couldn't have me arrested again. Because I think ultimately the goal is whenever we decide that we're not working out anymore, um, she gets everything and I get nothing. I think that's her. I think that's what she her ultimate goal is, and that includes the children, so... I, I do think that she felt as if I could get custody of them. I do think that she had that fear, and to her it would be better um, to her, it would be better if the girls weren't here than if they were with me. And that's her own. That's her own thing to deal with and her own thing to figure out why 
why she thinks that way. I, I know without a doubt the type of father I was with Calliope. I know the type of man I was. I know the husband that I was. And it was someone that I had never been before. It was someone who didn't lie. Someone who didn't cheat. And someone who didn't use substance to try and alter my mindset. So Calliope was all of that for me. She was my substance. She was... She was my alcohol, she was my drug, she was everything that I needed to be able to get through the day. We woke up together, we went to sleep together. She was my everything. There was a sense of jealousy with Bethany. She mentioned it several times to me. That I wish that I would have been enough to change you. I wish that I could have done this for you. I'm glad that Calliope's doing it now, but I wish I could have then. That always stuck out to me when she would say that. It always, it always bothered me. So I know that this was done, this was an act of revenge. It was an act of desperation. She felt like she had to kill the girls and herself just so that I wouldn't be able to have them or her. So there's... um, there is quite a few uh, there's some things that could have been done a lot of stuff could not have been done I mean this is it was told to me in a therapy session and I fully believe this now that if it didn't happen now it would happen at some point in the future that no matter how high you build your wall there is something that's going to be able to knock right through it. And that's something, whether that's mental illness or whether that is um, malice or hate or fear, whatever it is, it it can knock through. So prevention, awareness, education... What can I do? It, I think it took me about four to five days of being in the hospital before I registered the nonprofit Calliope Cares with the goal, an ultimate goal of changing laws and saying, you know, if there is a response to a domestic situation and one of the parents expresses concern for the children or child, at that point, there needs to be someone else on site who's trained and educated in diagnosing the situation so that we don't put that on our officers. 
we let our policemen and women do their police work, and then we have other professionals do their work. We can't have one agency doing everything because that's being a jack of all trades and a master of none. You can do everything, but you can't do everything good. So, Calliope cares. Let's change a law. Let's say we have to get um, somebody, maybe it's DCS, maybe it's somebody else on site to to see if there's an emergency court order is needed um, or if the kids just need to go somewhere for a while while the parents, you know, deal with their thing. Time is important. If you give enough time to have the parties think about things and cool off, then I think you're less likely to have bad situations happen. So that's the ultimate goal. The The thing right now that I want to do is I just want to let people know that Calliope Cares exists. CalliopeCares.org The website's been postponed several times. It's That's on me. I'm going through a lot and I don't have much in my tank right now. I'm working on that. I want to prevent child abuse, number one. I want to help people in domestic violence situations. Domestic violence isn't just physical. It it can be a mental beatdown. And for me, it was a mental beatdown for about 20 years of holding things over my head that I had done when I was 16 and 18 and 25 and 30. It was just this a constant reminder that I was not a good person at some point. <clears throat> so that's kind of that's that's the end goal with the nonprofit and I'd really like to get it to a point where I can step away from it so that <clears throat> the attacks on my character and the attacks um, on my family will hold no water because I'm not involved with it. I founded it and then I passed it off. So you can say whatever you want to about me, which people online have, have loved to do every now and then to just get a, you know, this little itch in their butt to go and post stuff online and think that they're going to do some big thing and then the next day comes and it's all, you know, whatever, everybody forgot about it. But if I step away from it and other people run it and it becomes a real organic thing, you're going to have a hard time stopping that. Because no matter what you say about me, um, you know, it doesn't, it does not negatively affect what, what we're trying to do. <coughs> Sorry, I got a, some kind of 
stuffiness or something. So prevention, education, and awareness. That's the goal of Calliope Cares. And I know that this is a longer episode than most, but I have so much more content that I need to get out. So they may become longer or they may be more often and shorter. But keep following. Next time on Evaporation, a deep dive into us, the things that were great and the things that weren't. I am human. I'm not perfect. There's much to tell. I want to thank everybody for listening, sharing it, the views or the listens have gone up significantly and it's because of you guys. I mean, you are, you are out there sharing this story with other people and having them listen. And the more and more people that listen, um, the more that this message is going to get out, this whole story is going to get out. And there's such a story behind it. I, I can't even, I'm not even scratching the surface of everything right now. But it's extremely important to me. And I am very thankful for everybody that listens and subscribes and follows. I hope that it's going to be released on iTunes and Stitcher and other platforms soon. I'm still waiting for that, but it is on Spotify and you can listen to it directly through Anchor, which is um, the application I use to create it. Um, these episodes are not monetized. There's no money coming off of this. There's no advertisements, as as you can see. And season one, I'm my plan for season one is to keep it that way. I'm using my own time and resources to create season one. Um, depending on how that goes, season two may be different. It may be monetized. You may hear an advertisement um, during the podcast or before or after, but... It's, that's, my goal is to keep it as clean cut, straightforward, a storytelling um, experience as, as, as much as I can. So thank you all again so much. Um, I love you all. Penelope loves you all. Calliope loves you all. And um, we'll talk to you on the next one. Bye.